So our series this term is Lessons from the Life of David, and today we're looking at David and Goliath. And as we heard from Mark over the last three Sundays, Saul was king, but he blew it. He was disobedient to God, and God's spirit left him. It's not a good picture, is it? Another reason Saul was unfit to be king was because the role of the king was to lead his armies into battle. But when the Israelites were fighting against the Philistines, Saul was nowhere to be found. He was not in his rightful place. In fact, he was willing to let a young, inexperienced shepherd boy face the champion Goliath rather than take his proper place on the battlefield. The story of David and Goliath was probably one of the first Bible stories you heard in Sunday school. And I wonder if that isn't our enduring memory of it. It's a great story. It's all about the underdog who overcomes tremendous obstacles and against all odds secures the victory. Perhaps it's fallen into the realm of fairy stories we all listened to when we were little children. You know, a bit like the little three little pigs and the big bad wolf. But the story of David and Goliath is much much more than that. In fact, aside from its very big significance in Israel's history, it's really relevant to us today, and we can learn much from it. If I asked you the question, how did David win over Goliath? Your hands would all be up, and you'd probably answer, with a sling and a stone. And you'd be right. 1 Samuel 17 and verse 49 says, Then David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone, and he slung it, and it struck the Philistine in his forehead, so that the stone sank into his forehead, and he fell on his face to the earth. Behind this truth, however, are deeper reasons why David triumphed over Goliath. And from these reasons, we can apply the principles to the battles we encounter in our daily lives. Battles where we need breakthrough. I would like to read David's battle cry against the enemy from 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verses 45 to 47. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. I will give the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines. Sorry, turning the page. This day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Battle cry a bit relevant today. And all that this assembly may know that the Lord saves, not with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. It's 
quite a challenging speech, isn't it, from a young shepherd boy. And there are three reasons I'd like to share with you from David's victory over Goliath. And the first one is he faced Goliath. He faced Goliath. Let's look at Goliath and see exactly what David faced. So are you ready with your imagination? And there came out from the camp of the Philistines a champion named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. Wait for it, nine foot, nine inches. Sounds much more dramatic in our measurements, doesn't it? He had a helmet of bronze on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail. And the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. That weighs the same as I do, 126 pounds. That's just the coat. And he had a bronze armor on his legs and a javelin of bronze slung between his shoulders. The shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam. I don't know if you've ever seen a weaver's beam, the one that the wool goes on and it go, it's huge. And his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron. That's about 16 pounds. And his shield bearer went before him. So he's got a shield as well as all of this. He stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, why have you come out to draw up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistine said, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. 1 Samuel 17, 4-11 Goliath terrified Saul and the whole army of Israel, and no one would face the challenge. But David, look at his response. Then David said, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight the Philistines. When the soldiers of Israel saw Goliath, they thought to themselves, He's so big, we can never kill him. When David saw Goliath, he thought to himself, he's so big, I can't miss. Trying to avoid the Goliaths in our lives is not the solution. Because he will never just go away. He will always be there. And our fears will just keep getting bigger and bigger. And the Philistine drew near and presented himself 40 days morning and evening. He didn't go away. So what's the biggest obstacle or fear you face in your life right now that never disappears and gets worse and worse the more you try to avoid it? The first step to overcome it victoriously is to face it. Trusting the Lord just as David did. When Jesus asked the disciples to feed over 5,000 people, their response was to send them home. Don't blame them. 
They wanted to avoid the problem rather than face it. But Jesus told them to have the people sit down and feed them. Jesus was trying to show them to face their problem, not avoid it. Jesus turned to his father for the solution. David turned to the Lord. Where are we turning with our problems? David says, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of the Philistines. 1 Samuel 17 and 37. The Lord, the Lord. I love what David says in verse 47. The battle is the Lord's. We need to face our giants in the power of the Lord, knowing he is fighting our battles, and we will have the victory. The second point I want to bring up is he fought Goliath. David didn't just face Goliath. He fought him, and he fought Goliath with the battle cry, trusting in God. Actually, Saul and the Israelites also faced Goliath, but that's all they did. They stood opposite the Philistine army and spoke about Goliath, saying, Oh, have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come to defy Israel. But they never actually fought him. They were all talk and no action because they were afraid. When Goliath moved towards David, David hurried and ran towards the army to meet the Philistine. Verse 48. Do we spend our time talking over our problems rather than coming against them with our battle cry? knowing that the Lord is fighting for us. Do we have faith that he will deliver us from our Goliaths? Jesus was really facing a battle against the enemy as he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. But he didn't stop there. He fought by going to the cross for you and for me. David and many others in the Bible faced battles that they fought to win. We need to face our Goliaths and then in the strength of the Lord fight to win. The third point is he finished Goliath. David didn't just face Goliath and fight him. He finished his enemy. Therefore, David ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword and drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. Verse 51. David made absolutely sure he'd finished him. When the Israelites entered the promised land, God commanded them to kill everything, to finish it. He didn't want anything, however small, 
to bring his people into idolatry. The Israelites didn't obey. And later, the people they spared led them away from the Lord and into idolatry. We should not only face and fight, but finish our Goliath, whatever it is. It could be a sin that keeps on coming back, an attitude we need to change, or a fear or problem that we are facing. Don't just face it. Don't just fight it, but finish it and bring it to closure. Bring it to the cross of Christ, who once and for all cried out, It is finished. When we have faced and fought and finished our Goliaths, we will live in freedom and victory. And now I've asked Mark and Chris if they will come and lead us in a battle cry, a song. And this is our challenge. I want us to stand and sing out our battle cry as we worship together. And don't just sing it out, mean it. Stand there, face your giants, face your problems, fight them and let it be finished today. So Mark and Chris with the lion and the lamb. stand. He's coming on the clouds, kings and kings as we're about And every chain will break, as broken hearts declare His praise. Stop the Lord Almighty. Our God is a lion, the lion of Judah. He's roaring in power and fighting our battles, and every knee will bow before him. Our God is a lamb, the lamb that was slain for the sins of the world. His blood breaks the chain. Every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb. Yes, every knee will bow before him. Open up the gates, make way before the king of kings. The God who comes to save. Here to set the captives free. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Our God is a lion, the lion of Judah. He's roaring in power and fighting our battles. Every knee will bow before him. Our God is a lamb, the lamb that was slain for the sins of the world. His blood breaks the chains. Every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb. Yes, every knee will bow before him. 
open up the gates. So open up the gates, make way before the King of Kings. The God who comes to save is here to set the captives free. Oh, who can stop the Lord Almighty? Our God is a liar, the Lion of Judah. He's roaring in power and fighting our battles. Every knee will bow before Him. Our God is a Lamb, the Lamb that was slain for the sins of the world. His blood breaks the chains. Every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. Every knee will bow before Him. Oh, who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord? Our God is a lion, the lion of Judah. He's roaring in power and fighting our battles. And every knee will bow before him. Our God is a lamb, the lamb that was slain for the sins of the world. His blood breaks the chains, and every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb. Oh, every knee will bow before him. Thank you, everyone. I hope you feel energized and you have the victory. I don't hope I know. So our discussion time is going to be just two points. Share in your group the Goliath you may be facing and what you most struggle with. It. Facing it, fighting it, or finishing it. So just have a think. If you're fighting a battle at the moment, won't you share it? This is family, and we're there to support one another. And what is the struggle? Facing, fighting, or finishing? Maybe all three. And then can you pray God's battle cry? The battle is the Lord's. And pray that over each other. No matter what's going on in our lives, let's remember that the battle is the Lord's. That he is the Lord Almighty. He is the one who saves and he is with us, and he cares for us, and he loves us. So let's get into your groups and have a conversation. And oh, goodbye to everybody who's been online. I hope you are fighting your battles, facing them, fighting them, and finishing them.